At this time of year, we often think of the blessing of family and friends. We must never forget, however, that the greatest blessing of Christmas is Christ Himself. Today, we look with Scott Pauley at the eternal blessings found in the Word of God. I'm thinking today of women that God has used in my life in an amazing way. I'm talking about virtuous women that have been used of the Lord to, to instruct me, uh, to, to live as an example to me, to pass along certain things to me, godly grandmothers, aunts, uh, a mother full of honor and full of the Lord, uh, a mother-in-law, a wife, the lady that led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you think of women that the Lord has used in your life? We're living in an age where there's much debate and discussion about uh, the place and the rights of men and women and on and on and on the discussion goes. Can I just remind you that wherever the gospel of Jesus Christ has gone, that the value and honor given women has always been lifted, it's always been raised, that other religions frequently push women down, but it is the Lord Jesus that lifts them to a place of great honor and uh, of great exaltation. Think of how Jesus himself treated women. Look at all of the faithful followers, the women from the Galilee who followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And they not only followed Him, they led many others to Him. Now, why am I saying all of this? Because we're looking in this amazing chapter, Matthew chapter 1, the first page of the New Testament. So many wonderful spiritual blessings found here connected to the genealogies that we've been discussing. And that we began in our last study to see these four women that are mentioned. Four women mentioned in the genealogical record of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter number 1. Uh, women that were found in the Old Testament, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, and now they make an appearance in the pedigree of Messiah. Now why is that an amazing thing? Well, for first reason that we've discussed is that God reveals their sinfulness. All four of these women were sinful women, women who had had great failures, but haven't we all? Isn't it easy to see everybody else's failures? To point at them and forget, what a sinner I am. Oh, what a sinner I am. The old spiritual says, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I'm a sinner, friends, and you are a sinner. But there's a second reason. God not only reveals their sinfulness, that's a great testimony to His grace and mercy, but secondly, God reveals their significance. Their significance to Him. Now, in the context and culture of the day, women had no legal rights. They literally were viewed as a possession of the father or of the husband. As a matter of fact, if you read some of the history, ancient history, Eastern customs, did you know that men actually prayed each morning thanking God? Jewish men prayed each morning thanking God that they were not Gentiles, they were not slaves, and they were not women. Now, let me pause, give a parenthesis right here. Uh, I think that's totally wrong because it distorts the view that God has of all people. Can I remind you in Genesis that God made man in His own image. In the image of God created He Him. 
Male and female created he them. So we have all been made in the image of God. So it's wrong, just as wrong to, to view women as lesser as it is to view some slave being held as lesser than an owner. No, no, God views and values all the same. So that's one powerful principle here. The fact that God includes them in the genealogy of Christ, in the lineage of Messiah, is a reminder of their significance and the significance of all people to the Creator. You were made in the image of God. You are loved by your Creator. No soul on earth is insignificant to God. You know, we all have our prejudices. Let's just be honest. Everybody has their prejudices. And I don't know what yours happen to be, but from time to time you may see a person that's down and out, that's having a hard time, and you may instantly think something or assume something of them. Would you look beyond the exterior? Would you look beneath the surface through eyes of faith? And would you remember that that's an eternal soul, a soul for whom Jesus Christ died, a soul that will live forever, somewhere, for all eternity. And they need Jesus. They need the good news of the gospel. Think about where you used to be. Think about where you could be if someone had not told you about the Lord Jesus. Again, I think that's the reason God uses these four women in Matthew chapter 1 really to, to demonstrate or illustrate the gospel. They are object lessons of His grace and of His mercy. These four women are evangelists to us, reminding us that we are all sinners, but we are all significant to God. Do you know what the two most equal things on earth are? The two most equal things on earth are our need and His grace. That's it. Someone said it this way, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Well, that's exactly right. We are all sinners, and when you come to God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we all equally become members of the family of God with direct access to God. You become a king and a priest unto God. That's what the Bible says. We believe in the priesthood of every believer that you don't have to go through someone else to gain access to God. You are given access to God yourself, not on your merit, but through the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. For years, I heard people make snide remarks, cynical remarks about Eve, Eve sinning in the garden. And if it wasn't for Eve, and if it wasn't for the woman in the garden, friend, if it hadn't been for the woman in the garden, number one, none of you would be here. And number two, if Eve had not slipped and sinned, I got a pretty good idea, probably Adam would have. And so instead of blaming the woman, could I point something out to you? That in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15, the first promise of Messiah the Bible says, God speaking, He said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Did you ever notice that from the very beginning, God said He was going to use the woman to bring forth the Messiah? He who could have had every right to push Eve down because she sinned, instead said it will be through the woman that the holy seed will come. He fulfills that, of course, when He calls Mary to carry His Son into the world. And then when you come to the New Testament, listen to these beautiful words in Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 28. He says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Does that mean that there are not legitimate differences between Jewish people and Gentiles? Well, certainly. 
there are differences. Does that mean there's no difference between a man or a woman? God made us different. He's talking here not about physical or circumstantial or biological differences. He's talking about spiritual realities. He says in Christ Jesus, He doesn't see you male or female. He doesn't see you Adam and Eve. Rather, He sees you as His child. He sees you as belonging to Jesus Christ. And that, friends, is how four women could show up in the genealogical record of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if you read the ancient genealogies of other people, women were never listed. Never listed. It was their husbands. It was their fathers. It was their sons' names that were given, not their names. So why does God include four women? Because He's reminding us that we're all sinners, but we are all significant to the God who gave His Son to die for us. That every one of us needs Jesus, and thank God, every one of us has access to the Lord Jesus Christ through simple faith. So I, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what your background is. The first page of the Old Testament brought death. Death because uh, Adam and Eve sinned against God in the opening pages of Scripture. But when you come to the first pages of the New Testament, you find life. And the life is found in the Son of God and the Savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Every good thing in life and eternity is connected to the Lord Jesus. Visit us at scottpauley.org for more information on knowing Christ and making Him known to others. From the Pauley family and all of us at Enjoying the Journey, we want to wish you and your family God's greatest blessings this Christmas. Thank you.